Hey everyone, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and I'm here to talk to you today about a principle of communication that gets misinterpreted by us smart humans a lot. So let's get into it. So we've got dogs and, and we love these animals, we love these creatures, they're amazing, they're family and yet I think we read them wrong a lot. In fact, a lot of the training issues we fix are because people are reading behavior wrong. So we, we often have this habit or this culture of broadcasting human emotion and feeling onto our pets. Because we feel like they're so much part of our family, which is a good thing, we sometimes do them a disservice by assuming that they feel one way or another and those assumptions often, uh, they, they often make it so that our dogs can't change in a way that we need them to. So yes, the fact of the matter is a lot of times we are causing the behavior we're seeing in our dogs, or at least we're facilitating it. When someone comes to me and says, oh, I got this rescue dog and we've had it for, you know, we got it when it was six months old and we've had it for four years and it has this big problem. And I think it's because of what, you know, of what happened in the first six months of life. Um, I've got news for you. It, it can have an impact, sure, but it probably has more to do with our facilitation of that perceived issue. Meaning that like if we feel like this dog has had a hard first six months of its life, so I need to let it get away with more and have, it's probably not gonna fix the the problem. It's gonna cause the solution to be further down the road. So I don't say that to be mean. I just know that dogs are amazing. And one of the things I love about them is they are survivors. When something doesn't work, they change tactics. Which is exactly why we can take a dog that has a biting history and we can help them get over that that skeleton in the closet, that issue that's causing them not to be able to live in society and maybe lose their life because when something doesn't work anymore, they say, huh, I'm going to try something different. This doesn't work anymore. And, you know, there's maybe a number game there where they're like, uh, it works 90% of the time, but with consistency, you'll get to a point where a dog says, you know what? I was wrong. I don't think this works anymore. I'm going to try something different. And that is actually the whole key to getting them to change and to stop doing that thing is to say, that doesn't work anymore. And dogs are so cool that they say, okay, well, I'll try this or I'll try this. Those four things, the four behaviors of dogs that you see over and over and over again when you're training them, the four main behaviors, and maybe there's some sub behaviors, but let's keep it simple. Four main behaviors are submission, avoidance, flight, and fight. So again, submission, avoidance, flight, and fight. And dogs really pretty predictively follow this pattern. So for example, if you have a dog that's a biter, for whatever reason, they've been willing to go down the path to the point where they're willing to say, I will enforce what I believe or what I feel, the wrongs that's been caused me or the situation I'm in, the fear I have, whatever it is with my teeth. I'm willing to bite, okay? Odds are, before that moment, they tried to run. Maybe they felt trapped. Maybe they felt like, it doesn't matter really what the situation was, but in their mind, they felt like there was no other way and they needed to take it up to that level. And probably before that, they tried avoidance. They tried uh, to, to just 
look away from the situation and say, uh, I don't know about this, um, or avoid it in some way, but felt trapped and felt like they had to go to that behavior. Now, there's lots of different ways that this happens. That's not the point of this podcast, but the point is that we stop and we realize things for what it is. So if I want to fix something, if I, if I want to teach a dog to do something, I reward that thing. If I want to teach a dog to stop doing something, I punish that thing. Now, punishment gets a bad rap. Please don't get in your mind all these different kinds of, you know, crazy. I I don't want to cause harm in any way, shape, or form. But I do want it to be fair, and I want it to be precise. So that a dog says, you know what, this biting thing, it doesn't work. I got to stop doing this. And if that means that it's maybe a little painful for a little bit so that they can have a life, actually a life, or a, a, at least a quality of life that's different, I'm okay with a little bit. Again, it's got to be fair and it's got to be precise. It's got to be communicative. It can't just be punitive. The, don't, those ways don't work, okay? It, it doesn't, that doesn't work on humans. It doesn't work on dogs. Um, but it, if we kind of hold them to a standard and say, hey, this thing you're doing, don't do that. They say, well, I'm going to do it. And we say, uh, no, I can enforce this and you're not going to do it. And mostly that's basically what it is, is that they're probably going to come at an energy level that is comparable to the correction that needs to be made. Whether you call it correction or punishment. In my book, we're saying the same thing. And yeah, we can split hairs, but okay, they're the same thing. So you've got a dog that says, you know what, I... Um, I, I am going to bite. And we say, no, you can't do that anymore. And they say, oh, yes, I will. And we correct it. And they say, huh, they're stronger than me. I lose this battle. I need to change. What are they going to do? They're going to say, you know what? Maybe I'll try and run away. So if you've ever caught in a situation where a do- with a dog or even a puppy where they're, they're pulling hard at the leash and they're like trying to do like this, they're like pulling away. Like I got to get away from this. They are like in a super flight mode. And if we hold them to that flight mode and we say, look, I'm sorry, you're, 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 you, you, know, you want to get away, but you just can't right now. No hard feelings. You just can't. And they're on a leash. Then they're going to say, well, that doesn't work. And fight doesn't work. Maybe I'll try avoidance. And the next step that you're going to see is you're going to see a dog that sits maybe um, or stands or looks away, puts their back to you and uh, maybe puts their head down a little bit and looks up kind of with those eyes <laughs> that you're like, oh, they're sad. This is often the one that gets misinterpreted as sad. It's avoidant, okay? And I want you to think about it like this. Picture yourself, like, you know, in college or something like that, and somebody, like the teacher, you know, the professor says, and that is how we do quantum physics. And you're like, oh, wait, what? I just woke up. And then they say, let's see, who can we call on to explain this to the class to help us understand it better? And you're like, oh, crap. Like, I I was not listening. I do not know. what. Are, are you going to look right at that teacher with confidence and be like, hey, no, you're going to avoid. Avoid. Avert eye contact. Don't look, right? And you're going to say, you're going to try and show, you know, be like, I am nobody. I'm small. Don't pay attention to me. No, you know rushed movements, I'm not even going to touch my hair, right? Like I'm not going to touch my face, not raise my hand in any way. I don't want to attract any attention because I don't know what to do. So I'm going to avoid. Dogs do the same thing. So when things are new, they go into an avoidant stage. Please, please don't assume that they're sad 
because of that, it's not the same thing. And if we think, oh, they're sad, and we stop right there, then all a dog learns is that I just go to this avoidance stage and I'll be fine. So as we continue to put them, you know, and give them a chance to change, avoidance is one that I don't really correct often. You just wait. You just wait because an avoidance stage can't last forever and you keep going through the the reps and a dog will say, oh, I get it. And they won't be avoided anymore. And after avoidance comes submission. And by submission, we mean we want a working relationship. We don't want punitive submission. We don't want a dog to be scared. But even a dog that's scared, what are they going to do? They're going to avoid, try and run. Um, They might even try and fight. And so scared is not, it's not below submission usually. Now there can be definitely really like scared submission and I don't like that either. Those are some of the harder things to fix to get a dog to be like, no, you're good, you got confidence and have a working relationship. But those are the four, okay? And you'll see it as you look around, you watch and you'll see fight, flight, avoidance and submission. We always wanna work our way back to submission so that we can have a working relationship with these amazing animals that we love and that change our world and become part of our family.